0: Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com, where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services, and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though let's get on with the show welcome to this week's episode today we hear from simon bocker founder and ceo of paycaptain a cloud-based payroll system which simon hopes will transform the payroll experience for companies and employees simon has over 18 years experience in the payroll industry and prior to launching PayCaptain in 2020, he was the COO for a payroll service provider that grew from five to 1,200 employees and expanded into the USA and the UAE. As you'll hear, Simon's aim is to improve the financial well-being of employees and is constantly looking at the new technological advances that can improve both the customer and employee payroll experience. Simon makes the very valid point that compared to other aspects of the employee life cycle, there's been hardly any innovation with regards to payroll software for a number of years. He feels it's well overdue that it gets what he terms a love and attention, particularly in the current financial climate. We also talk about Simon's experience of launching in the middle of the pandemic, maintaining the entrepreneurial approach amid rapid growth, and we have a really good discussion about the purpose and the value of becoming a B Corp. Please enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Evolve to Succeed podcast, Simon.
1: Hi, nice to meet you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you on the podcast. Really looking forward to our conversation. And I suppose which should start with the business that you've recently founded, Pay Captain. So, You founded PayCaptain in 2020, having previously been the Chief uh, Operating Officer for a successful SaaS business. What inspired you to create PayCaptain, Simon?
1: Well, ultimately, I wanted to create PayCaptain because I really felt that the payroll process needed to be fixed and modernised. So many companies um, have a legacy traditional payroll solution that doesn't really add value into their company and a really poor employee experience of of getting paid. So I felt it was something that needed to be fixed, needed to make it easier for companies to get this really important mission critical part of their business resolved, and also to give employees a much better experience of receiving their hard earned cash, make it much more flexible and make it much more sort of educational and supportive for, for receiving their money.
0: one of the things that, you know, as I was doing the research and we were talking in the office about this conversation was, you know, payroll is quite a staid, stable kind of industry, isn't it? So I'm I'm really intrigued to see or understand a bit more about what the difference is between the services that PayCaptain can offer and your plans, I suppose, for the future of PayCaptain over traditional payroll services.
1: Well, really, I mean, the, the 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 issue has been there's been hardly any innovation in payroll for for a long time when you compare it to other parts of the employee life cycle like talent development or or um, performance management or talent attraction you know there's been some really big step step changes in the technology available to companies but payroll's been really sort of left behind and some of that's been because it's so mission critical you know it mm. is a bit scary and it's sort of been sort of tainted with this um you know if it's not broken don't don't fix it approach um and just sort of been le- left alone and ultimately because money has become quite complicated and obviously in this cost of living crisis i feel that it's sort of well overdue give it some mm. real care and attention to first of all make it easy easier for companies make it more automated, use some um, artificial intelligence and robotic process automation to make it easier for companies to get this process done effectively on time every time but much more importantly to make it easier for people to understand their pay you know making pay um, more graphical interactive pay slips that are actually helpful that can show people that they are being paid correctly and they've got options with what to do with their money you know there's a lot of confusing terminology with payroll and pension and taxes and national insurance and levies and all these sorts of things so we wanted to make it really easy for people to take control maybe they can put more money into their savings every month on the basis it's the most effective way to save money or they could top up their pension because they've received a a bonus or they could access some of their pay in an emergency before before payday all of these things that are now possible by using technology and financial payments technology better embedding embedding that into this typical b2b solution so we we actually see ourselves as a a fintech solution which is really transforming the way companies pay their employees and making that payroll process and elevating it into a highly valued employee experience really
0: yeah yeah brilliant and i i I get that and i can understand that now and i I think you're right there aren't you i think about you know the pay slip i you know receive or give out to team members every month is is no different really to when I left school at 16 the di- only difference is I get it by email now it looks nearly exactly the same as the one I got in a sort of envelope at the end of every week when I left school and in my first job it's that piece isn't it around actually how do you get people to understand their pay better so that's the first point isn't it and then then what can you add and what services you can add and how can you help them just improve their um, a term that you use actually, and I'll go on to ask you about like their sort of financial well-being. Um, so you do mention this quite a lot on the website, and in you know any articles and things that you do, you talk about employee financial well-being. What does that really mean to you, Simon?
1: Well, ultimately, money is, as I said earlier, money is complicated, and money can cause anxiety for many people, regardless of their their the, their income. And and actually, the, the the sort of transaction of getting paid for the majority of people is the only inbound transaction they they receive every month, and it's really important for people to you know know that 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 transaction is being being done properly. Again, on the on the basis that every, everybody has a job really in order to get paid, um, I've always felt that 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 transaction should be should be better and help people. You know, managing your income isn't isn't easy for for everybody, and it's obviously gets harder the more uh, you're struggling with, with with finances. And there's so many people also with maths anxiety or low numeracy that that really do struggle. And again, this we wanted to make it easier for people to understand their pay, understand the options that they have for automatically saving money, topping up their pension, mm-hmm. you know, paying. Paying more, perhaps, than the the minimum contributions, so that they can have a future retirement that they that they want to have. So really, it's about helping people at that at the source of receiving money, so that they have more opportunities to do the right things with that with their money.
0: Brilliant, Simon. Mean, I have to go sort of and ask about this kind of you know. I said in the, that very brief intro at the start of this conversation that you started the business in 2020. And that was January 2020. I understand you started writing the business plan, what it was going to be. And then clearly then, you know, first, um, the first lockdown came along, the pandemic came along, but you did take on your first customers in April 2021, just sort of 14 months later. I mean, what was it like, you know, being the founder of a startup fintech business, you know, at the start of the pandemic? Was there a moment when you thought, this ain't gonna happen.
1: <laughs> well, there was more than one. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> that's an honest answer. <laughs> it was scary, to, to be honest. I mean, I knew I wanted to, to do this, I, and was really passionate about it and excited about it. And obviously, it was, it was, it was. There was a lot of uncertainty at that time because we didn't know. How long it was going to go on for? It always did feel a little bit that the, the light was at the end of the tunnel. So I kept on push, pushing, but it was hard and it was lonely um, as well. You know, I was sort of here, really doing it by myself, stuck on my computer, you know, most of the time. I mean, thankfully, there was obviously nothing else to really do other than <laughs> yeah. to build. There's makeup. no real
0: distractions. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I mean, that that definitely sort of helped the, the the business to to a certain extent because i was really focused on what i was doing without any distractions and just kept on kept on going really and then as you say yes we went live with our first uh, paying full paying customers in april 2021 and and then since then it's we've been growing carefully and slowly and steadily to scale the business appropriately and uh yeah, we're just now just shy of uh, a million annual recurring revenue and just teetering on profitability. So I'm really, really proud of where, where we've got to. Yeah, And there's 12 of us now in the company. And yeah, I'm excited about the future with it.
0: Brilliant. That's great. It's outstanding growth, really, in such a short space of time with those sort of external issues that you've had to counter. And a, a couple of questions come out of that, I suppose. I'd start with, you know... People building, you know, software businesses, fintech businesses, you know, that leading time is normally a lot longer than, you know, your kind of 14 months. How were you able to build a software fintech business in such a short period of time, other than that hard work and dedication, you know, and having no distractions?
1: Well, that definitely, those were probably the the main reasons, Um, but... I I guess I've been really lucky to have quite a lot of experience with SaaS technology companies particularly in the a- HR space. I was chief operating officer before of a, of a, a large uh, SaaS business for um, HR payroll in the hospitality sector. And mm-hmm. I basically was able to do a lot of different functions in that in that position. I was implementing, I was managing the customer service, I was managing sales, sales and marketing. And all of our professional services. So I'd seen I'd seen an awful lot, and uh, I basically been able to sort of leverage that for creating PayCaptain. And the whole purpose really was to take what I learned and try and do it as safely and as properly and as right mm-hmm. as much as I could. Do it right first time, based on you know some of the learnings that I'd had had previously.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? And so would you definitely say that you wouldn't or couldn't do what you did now in the way in which you've done it without that kind of employed senior kind of employee experience you had before?
1: I think so, really. Um, and several of the employees that the team that we've got at pay captain today, um, I've worked with for a very long time as well. And they have come to the business, and we know each other extremely well. I trust them implicitly. I know what they're they're good at, what they're not so good at, and we've also been able to to leverage a lot of experience and expertise and and you know, this relationship capital that we've that we've that we've had for a long time. So, I think the combination of of that and the prior experience has has really helped Pay Captain. I'm I'm also extremely you know, when I set my mind to something I just make sure it make sure it happens and I've just really ploughed through, you know, understanding what we need to do to be HMRC accredited, mm-hmm. what we need to do to get our FCA get on the FCA register. Um, had to learn a lot about e money and payments and faster yeah, payments. You're in a, and, you're in a very
0: um, heavily regulated sector in in many different areas, aren't you? Even that kind of e money piece and the FCA mm-hmm. and the HMRC. I mean they're all complications in themselves, aren't they? That most sort of software businesses won't encounter necessarily.
1: Yes, I think um, that's right. One of the one of the challenges with with payroll, which is why I th- felt it really needed to to be fixed um, and to be modernised, is because many of the old, older or legacy traditional payroll companies out out there haven't been able to embrace this th- these new technologies because they've got so much incumbent processes ways of working and technologies Mm -hmm. and they've grown by acquisition so we definitely had an advantage as well of being able to start with that blank sheet of paper we didn't have to change anything and and actually in a similar way to you know the technology side of things it was about everything about about the company it was also a key requirement or part of the strategy i should say that we were became a a certified b corporation right from the very Mm -hmm. beginning it was something that was really important to me, and uh, wanted to put those, put that in place as early as we possibly could. And again, that was easier when you're starting, starting from a blank sheet of paper, um, and putting processes and ways of working in that are are good and. Right from the very beginning, without having Mm. to, you know, change a lot of stuff. To go
0: through that whole change management curve and process and all Mm. of those kind of things. One of the B Corp piece was something I did want to talk to you about because you know you got your certification in April this year, so congratulations. Thank you. Um, I think you started to touch on it then, but what really motivated you to become a B Corp, Simon?
1: Well, ultimately, just really believe that businesses can be a, a huge force for good. I think the power of businesses um, is, is is enormous, uh, and potentially has a much wider impact than, than or influence than than governments can can have. And if business, if all businesses operated to really high standards and all cared about the planet and their community and their employees. As much as the, the the B Corp certification standards, then the world would definitely be a better place, and I really believe that. And which is why I wanted to use the the B Corporation framework as our sort of guide rails for hmm. starting the business um, and for operating the business. There's there's some really great things in there. There's lots of opportunity to you know personalize it as well. You know, we have a particular focus, obviously on. Uh, employee experience and and financial Mm. security of of people that are getting paid via the pay captain platform and we want to have as much impact as we possibly can in in that area
0: brilliant and you talk there about business being a force for good and you know i think clearly that shines through as one of your personal values and and those kind of things but you know businesses are quite often misunderstood and you're now one of those you know perhaps the media would say you know capitalists, you know, you know, entrepreneurs, founders, whatever the terms like, why do you think, you know, the media does play such a harsh role upon, you know, business owners um, and, you know, B Corp is one thing, but what else can like, we do as business owners, business leaders to change perception, Simon?
1: Well, I think that the, the B Corp piece it, for, for me, it, the fundamental elements is that it's not all about the shareholder it's not all about it's not all about money and not, not all about profit and i think it's about being genuine and have, having that a set of values that are realistic and you can you can be true by and and live by and basically to operate a business as a force for good to you know genuinely deliver and create things that are making the play, the world a better place um, and it's not always doesn't always need to be about the about the finan- financial rewards from from that you know i'm really enjoying pay captain um, i believe that we can do a lot more to to help people and to improve the business efficiencies and fundamentally improve employee experiences for handling their money and helping people be more financially secure. And because we are, that is what we're trying to do, genuinely what we're trying to do, I, I feel that, that that's positive and that should be seen in, seen in a positive, positive light.
0: Brilliant. And and I can really empathise with that. And I suppose we can only do th- business in our own way to our own values, doing it the right way. And, and in time, if enough of us do that, the perception will change, won't it? I, I suppose that's ultimately, you know, one person's not going to change but everything. But if we all change and we all believe this, and we all believe that, you know, business can be a force for good, then over time, that percep- we can change that perception, can't we? There'll be those listening to this um, podcast that you know i've heard about b corp certification and perhaps intrigued about going for the certification themselves what is the certification process itself like simon
1: well the B Corp provider a, a tool called the b impact assessment and there's uh, a series of uh, questions that you need to answer in order for them to be able to put you in the right sort of category and then there are these impact uh, assessment areas where you basically will get a score for each, for each area by answering questions and demonstrating that you can achieve uh, the, the, the score in, in each area. So there is a lot of guidance out, out there. Um, there's a lot of companies um, that will help um small businesses that are thinking about b, becoming a b corp uh, uh, as well um there's sort of men- mentors and support or support uh, groups that will help companies and founders and, and management teams to learn what the best practice what good looks like what the best practices are and and also how to implement them in in your company so it's quite a long and and arduous process but you know the feeling of Knowing that you're operating the business in the best way as you possibly can, I think you know for me has been that's been one of the the factors why I wanted to do it. To know mm-hmm. that uh, we are looking after uh, everything around us in the best possible way, including our people and, and the planet and the and the wider community.
0: And brilliant. And then, and that you know that is the core benefit I can see from you. And and it's you know it aligned to those personal values again. But what are the benefits of you perhaps? seeing perhaps some that you may not have anticipated from being B Corp certified?
1: Uh, not, not necessarily. We're, we're working hard to um, promoting the PayCaptain solution with with other B Corps. You know, we, we okay. really believe we can help organisations understand their workforce better by using PayCaptain, in particular being able to handle things like gender pay gap reporting and, and other types of pay, pay gap reporting. These are all sort of things that we sort of built into, into the solution to make it easier for companies to do things like that. You know, we're, we we did it for ourselves, really, and that's what's the most important. I think in the future, you know, where more and more uh, financial institutions and banks and and, and future investors in, in Paycapton may also be, be really pleased that we're a B, B Corp. I feel that uh, this... Uh, requirements for businesses to do more than just create shareholder value there is certainly a momentum ar- around that and i think that will continue to to grow so i'm glad that we've sort of got in there you know right from the very beginning that will enable us to keep on evolving to try and always be one step ahead and and i'm excited about doing that as well
0: and it does really feel like that. There is that community of b corps that are trying to help support work with each other learn from each other best practice you know implementation and all of those things would you agree with that
1: yeah definitely and it was a really great milestone uh last week actually where um, uk b corporations reached a thousand companies have now oh, wow. been certified and uh you know the UK really leading the way in this across, across the globe now. And yes, you're right, the community is r- really important as a sort of collective, but also from a, a local perspective as well. You know, we are focused and, you know, want to support each other as much as we can. And it definitely feels that that's real and, and that's continuing to sort of grow and get stronger as well.
0: Brilliant. And coming back to you as an individual, I mean, how have you found being founder of a business compared to being, you know, an extremely senior member of a more corporate kind of operation in your, in your previous role. I mean, you know, what the difference is?
1: Well, I love it. It's much more enjoyable now that now we've now we're a little bit more established and, you know, the, yeah. some of the uncertainty around are we going to survive as is all in the past, but no, I love it. You know, I'm enjoying not having to rehearse board meetings or, um, be on version 32 of a sales budget and uh, I'm also enjoying not having to have lots of meetings that don't really materialize in much action so yeah we're it, it, it's great it's exciting um, and it's it, we've got a great team as well which makes it which makes it even even easier and even more enjoyable but no it's great
0: Fantastic. Great explanation there. And I'm sure that will resonate with many of the listeners. Um, And I suppose the question, though, therefore, is, you know, you're building at such a rapid rate, you know, you know, the 1 million of recurring revenue, the 12 members of the team, all within, you know, within, okay, 15 months of your first paying customer, how are you going to stop your business becoming that kind of adopting some of those corporate traits? And how are you going to keep it being entrepreneurial, Simon?
1: Well, I'm just going to work really hard at that. You know, it's hard, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm sure lots of lots of companies will will talk about the the challenge of of this, and it's really important to me. Um, we're going to talk about it a lot. We we do talk mm. about it a lot as as a team already. As several of us have come from larger organisations as well, and we know what we don't like, and we, we know what. Has failed before or worked really well before as well. Yeah, I was so, going to say there's
0: some strengths, isn't there? And you know, that the large organisations have some sh- great strengths, and if you absolutely. can take those strengths and,
1: and there's keep definitely that energy to, to copy from 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 there. And of course, there's a playbook or lots of playbooks yeah. that we can we can tap into. But I definitely feel that it's about great communication, great transparency around our thinking and our strategy and our numbers to always make sure that people feel that they're, you know, they can feel the passion and we're all a passionate bunch of people that are trying to, trying to make the company as good as it possibly can be and trying to make our products and services as good as they possibly can be. I think purpose is also really important for, for everybody, everyone to feel that, you know, we're, we're doing something good and that, we've all got a really important role role to play. And I think, finally, positivity is also really, really important. I want everyone to feel good about the company, everyone to mm-hmm. feel happy to be here and enjoying being here and good about their job and good about the work they do and be able to feel confident and excited about what the, what the future looks like. So those three things really are what... I'm most focused on to ensure that we that we keep as we continue to 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 grow. I also, you know, not don't want to grow this business ridiculously fast either. Mm. You know, it's about going one one or two steps forward every month rather than five steps forward and two okay. steps back.
0: So, although the growth is being quite, you know, significant from startup, what your main focus Simon really is around that sustainable growth piece, which I suppose then means that you can, that ethos, those values, the strong communication can flow within the organisation, is that true?
1: Yes, definitely. Avoid, avoiding the avoidable pitfalls um, is is really, really important. And because payroll is such a sensitive subject, it also means that you have to get it right first time. And if you have, have issues, cause any concern with customers, it can be a real, real challenge. So we, we work really hard to make sure that we do get it right. That we do implement our customers properly every time. The configuration is exactly as required um, to meet their standards and, and of course, be compliant with legislation, mm-hmm. and you know integrate nicely with lots, lots of their other other technology players that that touch the payroll process. So. It is about doing it right, carefully, at the right pace, and not cutting any corners.
0: And I'm interested, and maybe this isn't the case, but I, I read one article about Pay Captain that said you do all work remotely. Is that still the case?
1: Yes, yes. So that's been uh, in, interesting as well. Obviously, starting the business during, during COVID, we, we didn't have any choice, um, and... Uh, it's continued really we we've now got a very geographically diverse workforce two people in Scotland all of, all on the breadth and depth of uh, of the of the uk so we we've sort of gone down the roads now of being a remote first business, and almost there's no no going back. It would be very strange now to you know decide to open an office in a particular location because uh, you know not all the company would be able to get there. Mm. So we've been talking about this a lot about how we can make sure that we do collaborate really well, um, yeah. that we do get face-to-face and hu- human con- contact um, on a regular basis. So. Um, we've got a little strategy and a calendar together so that we do all get to see each other on a regular basis. In fact, everyone's coming to to my house uh, next week for our uh, little little Christmas party.
0: Fantastic. yeah, because that's the bit that intrigues me really, is that you know you know going back to the businesses I've founded and started, you want to create that buzz, you know that startup buzz, we're in this together that energy, that collaboration, that collective responsibility for doing things right and getting, you know, the purpose and the values into the business at an early stage and continue to drive them through. And I was just intrigued to see, you know, clearly you've managed to do that, but how you've managed to do that with a kind of remote first principle?
1: Well, I think it's just those those things we've talked about. I mean, we, we, the team Including myself, of course, are are excited about what we're we're doing. We are trying to do something mm-hmm. different. I think we all do feel part of that, and we've all got a role role to play. So, this part point about purpose, I hope, is everybody feels in 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 the company, um, and we're on we're on a mission to do something. And I think the more we can all feel that. That will that will help us to mm. you know, stay together, be, stay on the same path, and want want to be here, want to be here doing this. But it is definitely harder for for sure. You know, when we we're all, all in an office and could go to the pub and have a have a have a laugh and have those corridor mm. conversations um, and looking over somebody's shoulder to help them with a with an issue that they're they're, they're struggling with. Um, those are all things that you sort of miss out on when you're Mm. on Zoom or Slack endlessly. Um, So I think we all do miss some of that. But overall, the team are good at working at home, enjoying working at home, getting a better work-life balance. And, you know, of course, there's a lot of conversation about whether it's good or bad. But we're into it now, and we're going. Yeah, to that's, on your doing strat- it. that's
0: your strategy. Yeah, that's your What your strategy, isn't it? It's where you are. That's kind of the way you're following. And I suppose as long as you're doing it as you are and you're doing it consciously, you'll cover all the bases, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think as I said again, it, just talking about it is 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 key. We, we what we're doing now might not be exactly how we should be doing it when we're when we're twice the size. Um, mm. So we'll just need to keep on evolving it.
0: And I suppose it does help that you are you've got people around you within the business that you've worked with before that you've got trust in. And the other big advantage, isn't it, in a, in a sort of, I suppose, software fintech business is you've got the whole of the UK to tr- attract talent from with a you know, remote first. Whereas once you pin your kind of mask to a location, you you know, historically you've been restricted as to the talent that you can attract.
1: Yes, exactly. And that, the, you know, definitely see advantages in, in, in that. And uh, yes, looking forward to continuing being yeah, more geographically diverse for sure.
0: And where would you like to see PayCaptain in, say, five years' time? What's the ambitions for the business?
1: Well, ultimately, to just have a lot of happy customers, a lot of happy people. Um, I want to be enjoying it as well. I want it to to be operating in the best way it can possibly be, and anyway, I am excited about just the continuing continuing to scale the business to make it continuously make it better so i really enjoy that side side of things and uh looking forward to seeing it in 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 a good place adding value and having impact to lots of lots of people
0: fantastic fantastic one of the things that i'd pick up then i just a question i'd have is clearly you've got those large number of strengths and you know kind of skills that you've worked on you know for the last 15 20 years of your career Are you at the point now where you're able just to purely to play to your strengths within play captain as the founder and if so what are they and and i think it's a stage of the business that a lot of businesses or founders struggle to get through is you know they start a business they're doing everything they're responsible for everything and that delegating and letting go and then playing to their own strengths and letting others play to theirs is obviously is usually one of the barriers but for most conversation, it would feel like you've overcome that. Is that the case? And if so, how did you manage to achieve that?
1: Um, I don't think I have achieved it quite yet. Um, okay. I think. Quite uh, answer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I, I definitely haven't achieved that yet, but I also really do like being able to get my hands dirty and be able to dip in and dip out of, 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 of everything as well. There's so much that's in, interconnected uh, uh, in a, in a company how you managing your invoicing and versus your onboarding versus your IT, you know, there, there's so many links to, to things. So, and I like looking at all, looking at all of that and making sure that it's all joined up and and working as, as well as it can be. So I think it would be hard for me to be letting go on, on, on some, on some of the things like, like that, but those are the things that I enjoy as, as, as well. So I think the key thing for me is about automating a lot of the stuff that I don't, don't enjoy and having, having processes that mean that it can, can, can just work without having to, to get, to get involved.
0: Fantastic. And as we wrap up the podcast and the final question I always end on is a sort of definition of success for you. What's your definition of personal success, Simon?
1: Well, I think, um, it's about being happy. You know, happiness is the, the, the most important and, uh, Ultimately, success is something that's different for for everybody. But the the most important thing for me is that you're happy with what you're doing and enjoying it and feel that you're adding value and to be able to get to a point where, where you're happy is the most, most important
0: loved having the conversation loved understanding a bit more about your journey and what you're looking to achieve at pay captain good luck in the years ahead if people want to learn more about simon more about pay captain where can they go
1: um well i guess the website paycaptain.com or linkedin and uh, also be really happy to talk to to anyone directly My email simon at paycaptain.com
0: brilliant simon as i say thank you for being a great guest on the podcast
1: thank you nice to see you
0: Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com.